Cougs house. All right, the time has come for me to ask for $250,000. Asking for a friend. Kind of? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston Born teacher and coach Parker Andrews. Here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater who came to step by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way, you can get the latest on Cougs in your newsfeed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. So, you found us. It's so good to see you again. Lots of stuff to get into today, but make sure you subscribe to help us get to that uh, next 250 mark. Uh, I believe that's 1750 still at the time of this recording. Don't want to give away every 250. The next one is 1750. Um, like, subscribe, comment, let us know you're in the contest. If after talking about all kinds of a rigmarole of things, you're like, hey, where's the basketball talk? I have some other type of question you're asking yourself uh, or just don't know what to say, I guess I should say. Tell us in the comments down below what you do. The first thing you'd buy if you won the lottery. Because today we're going to talk some about cash money. Now, we got a couple of different things to talk about today. It's a little bit of a hodgepodge of a football episode. Um, a lot of stuff going on this week, right? We got Houston Cougar football this week in Oklahoma State. It's trying to beat bowl eligible. Got a, kind of an uphill battle to do it. But Oklahoma State's the first step in that uphill this weekend. Um, you've got Houston Cougar men's basketball is doing big time things. Obviously, going to the Charleston Classic this weekend. Uh, women's basketball, I, 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 there's not enough time to give the women's team, more, you know, more credit. Uh, maybe we can talk about them at a later date. If y'all comment down below, if you want to talk about the wins. I mean, their average margin victory is 39 and a half points. Uh, they play Grambling on Sunday. They'll, you know, have a pretty friendly schedule until they play Washington State on December 17th. I mean, maybe at some point we got we got to start talking about them more. Um, Good stuff coming out of that program. The volleyball team's obviously very strong. Um, all kinds of things going on at Houston's campus. But with all that going on, this week we'll have uh, stuff going into the Charleston Classic, maybe some bonus episodes, kind of game previews and reviews because those games are coming so rapid fire. Uh, we got Oklahoma State this Saturday. Again, last home game for the seniors. Um, all kinds of stuff going on there to talk about as well. Got to get some Oklahoma State perspective, as we always do before those. Lots of things to talk about this week. So I didn't know how else to fit these football-ish things together. So, but we're going to put them together. And I think the first thing I talk about is a uh, offer that, uh, you know, I think it's somewhat facetious, but made to one Matthew Golden. Uh, we got to talk in the second segment about, like, Something I'm noticing as I'm watching stuff, I'm mostly getting ready for this weekend in football. Uh, namely, this guy named Ollie Gordon's really good. And the final segment I have to say is an interesting observation I had in looking at things about the Houston Cougar football program. But first, let's talk about this Matthew Golden offer. The $250,000 I opened with asking you for is basically a plea to keep one math. You know, I say that because. On Tuesday's radio show, he does a radio show every Tuesday from uh, not Matthew Golden, uh, Dana Holgerson does a radio show every Tuesday from Little Woodrose, and he made the comment. I want to pull the exact quote up that Matthew Golden has been offered six figures and two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, these numbers are bonkers. I don't know if they're true or not, but he's beginning to offer a lot of money to go play for SEC schools. Uh, he continued with that he hopes he stays. Continued to elevate the NIL program. 
if you want to expect to retain guys like that, et cetera. And here's a couple of things. One, um, there have been people in my mentions and comments on these videos on social media, um, more grandiose than that, even talking about um, the fear of losing marquee younger players like one Matthew Golden, who's just a sophomore, to the transfer portal via things like NIL. We saw it happen last spring with one Alton McCaskill going to Colorado amidst, frankly, tampering options. And I don't think there was any tampering in that, actually. And my little, you know, background research stuff going on it since like kids were recruiting kids in that instance right it had nothing to do with the staffing at colorado kids saying hey we're all getting x you should come joining we get xyz right um and you know alton went up there and his year on the field has probably not gone as he would have liked but he he did make a lot of cash it sounds like through nil stuff and going and it's hard to fault kids for making life-changing money very quickly um and that's, I think, when I'm looking at what's happening is, and I think potential Matthew Golden is, first of all, I want to stress that, like, Dane was talking in very broad stroke, um, I don't know, big outlandish kind of statements. He wasn't mentioning schools by name. He wasn't saying they've got the deal. But he, he was pointing out that in the NIL world, a talent like Matthew Golden's at an SEC institution that has that kind of NIL backing that most of them have would be making someone six figures, if not $250,000 a season, right? Um, that's that's nothing to sneeze at, right? And obviously, Matthew Golden is a big-time weapon for the Houston Cougars. Uh, we have talked about his kickoff return, uh, you know, touchdowns. He has a couple of those this season. Uh, he was very, very missed in um, in uh, the Cincinnati game. Obviously, with the defense covers, Houston is very different when he is not in. Frankly, I'd argue he's missed in the Baylor game as well. Um, but on the whole, like he's got, uh, what has he got here? He had three touchdowns in the first two weeks. He had another one against Sam Houston, two against Texas. Um, and they had a couple of kicker return touchdowns. So he's, he's got like a lot of receiving touchdowns. Well, he might not have the yards and things like that this season uh, that he would have hoped for. Um, obviously coverage are shifting to him like they did tank a year ago and trying to take him out of the offense. I, anyway, I'm getting a long way around to this. I, if Matthew Golden is making, is potentially going to make $250,000 playing football elsewhere. I, I think it'll be hard for Houston to retain him. I don't know. That's a big indictment on the program, um, except that it's, it, it isn't, you know, visible, tangible element in which Houston is behind these other big blue blood programs. Um, that's not, NAL money is not there. And people want to point the finger at Holgerson. People want to point the finger at the program with the lack of success, et cetera. And there's, you know, you can point the finger wherever you want to point your finger. It's your finger. But I will say, um, NIL doesn't come from coaches, right? Coaches can help organize or, within the rules not within the rules you see a different programs different levels of it i guess um that you know, coaches have an idea or don't have an idea about what's happening on all that but nil money is a completely different wild beast and it's a wild wild west still um six figures is a lot of money to play college football it's a lot of money now i should point out it's not coming from the school technically it's not pay for play theoretically um all of those kinds of good grandiose statements but at the end of the day it doesn't take much to say like, okay, a guy that's got similar statistics and similar value is making X, Y, Z. This position group is all making 50 K from this company, this gym, you know, was it the Miami hurricane offensive lineman 
all got $75,000 one season just for going and working out at one gym, right? Like they, and they were going to work out anyway, frankly, right? Like the big blue blood uh, NIL deal, this is, is hard to fathom. Now, things you can do to combat this, obviously, is we continue, like, you know, I send my money to HOUNIL and I, 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 a couple different, pro, like the collectives, you put money in. If you're someone who's more fortunate, I get history teacher here. If you're someone who's more fortunate than I, you know, I probably do a little bit more than that. Um, the other thing I'll say is, like, admittedly, um, it's it's just got to become a bigger developed program at Houston. Um, now, is Matthew Golden gone? No. Is this a hypothetical offer? It sounds like it at this point. Is it a scary moment for the football program that you could theoretically lose guys like Golden or others to this NIL deal? I kind of think so. And I think so for a number of different reasons. Um, honestly, the truth is, is that as we said throughout the year this year, we've got really talented kids on this roster. Um, and while the combined effect of all the factors has not necessarily led to the season we want yet. Uh, I say yet because we do have two more games going. Bowl season would be nice. Um, it is really, really uh, damning. I'll say to say the least to say that this is kind of being talked about on a Tuesday radio show with one Dana. Now I think one of the things you can love and hate about Dana is he's super honest and open. And so he's having an honest conversation in this moment. Um <sighs> But this is the, you know, joining the big leagues and having good athletes, just getting them on campus from high school on signing day is not enough anymore, right? Uh, Dana pointed out that a lot of the NIM money that they do have, and Houston does not have as much as others, and I'm going to go a little long in this segment, but a lot of the NIM money they do have is just spent on retaining the kids they've got, right? They don't have the kind of NIL package you throw at a senior in high school uh, or you, or you uh, lay out as a, as a booster to a senior in high school, same kind of way other programs do. Now, I don't have the ins and outs to every single offer every single kid makes or gets or has at Houston, but I do think it's interesting to point out that like this is an up, that is an uphill battle Houston's fighting that we don't even think about in the field because once the kids get out there between the white lines, it's not really the same thing. Um, I, I don't want to say too much more on this topic unless it ends up actually happening. Um, and I understand that there's a bunch of different opinions out there about NIL and the wild, wild west of it all. I will say that much like you and I and a bunch of different people listening to this will have a bunch of different opinions about NIL. Every kid will have the same. Every kid playing for Houston will have the same. And it's hard to judge a kid from the perspective they take when looking at that kind of cash. Um, I hope that Matthew Golden stays. I hope that he gets the money he wants here at Houston. I hope that he has a successful career at Houston and then playing on Sundays afterwards. Now, he's a very key player to this team. Before we talk about a key player we're going to see this weekend from Oklahoma State, let's talk about your key player. That's your ride or die. Uh, that is your whatever car you're driving right now. And if you want to keep that in tip-top shape, passion, driving, patience, or what bring home the winning trophy for our, our Houston Cougars and for your ride or die, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to a peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you've got you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with eBay guaranteed fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need and prices you want, it's easy to turn to your car into the MVP. 
and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions by eBay or Canadian Fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right. I did mention um, that in doing stuff to get ready to watch Oklahoma State and be prepared to talk about Oklahoma State this weekend and get my mind wrapped around what the Cowboys look like. They're an interesting football program, to say the least. Uh, Ollie Gordon is the name to know in watching this football team. And what I cannot figure out for the life of me is, um, frankly, why we're not hearing more about this guy in like a Heisman type of conversation. Um, now, Oklahoma State has had an interesting season they're currently seven and three um they won the bedlam game with oklahoma which is a big deal because they lost that game like 90 times or something ridiculous like that i think i know i did so i shouldn't say think uh but i know other people did too enjoyed clowning on oklahoma state earlier this season when they lost to one south alabama in mid-september south alabama if it rings the bell, it's because they're coached by one major Applewhite. Uh, I know I had a good laugh at that. I think several other people that listened did as well. Uh, they would go on to lose to Iowa State the next week in Ames, Iowa. Now, it's hard to play in Ames, Iowa. That's a little bit different kind of loss. I lost by a single score there. But they got bl- they got blitzed by South Alabama, 33-7. to It felt like the kind of, you know, you know, big demerit like you're handing to your kid who got in trouble in the hallway for chewing gum or spilling on the floor or something silly. Um, and then after that second loss in the road to Iowa State, they railed off a handful of impressive wins. They beat one Kansas State by eight. They beat Kansas by a touchdown. They beat West Virginia in West Virginia uh, by 14 points. They beat Cincinnati in a drumming that was 45 to 13. And then they beat Oklahoma in what might be the final Bedlam matchup. Again, after they lost that rivalry game over 90 times, they came back and won uh, big time, 27-24 in Stillwater. The hangover was real. They lost to UCF last week. Central Florida took them down 45 to 3. 45 to 3 to Central Florida. Now, I say that to say that they've had a roller coaster of a season, and it's hard to get a beat on what is going to happen and what Oklahoma State you're going to get. Now, I've been watching some of those games they've lost, like South Alabama and Central Florida. I'm like, what can Houston do to replicate that? I've also looked at games they've won, like Kansas and Oklahoma. I'm like, okay, what do they do when they're doing things well? The one consistent thing is, the exception of the South Alabama game, is that you're going to get one Ollie Gordon in heavy Heavy, 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 heavy doses. Now, he is 6'1", 11, so he's not particularly heavy himself, but he runs behind his pads and runs very, very strong. I was particularly impressed, frankly. Uh, he's got 1,250 yards and 12 touchdowns through 11 games. He has 34 rushes of over 10 yards. Uh, he's averaging 4.06 yards after contact. He's averaging 6.7 yards per carry. Um I think it's interesting in watching his film because I think of him and looking at the way he runs as this guy who runs really well between the guards, right? He's a really great downhill runner. But what becomes very apparent in his statistics and very apparent in studying his film with like a second level of depth or how to stop Oklahoma State, not just like observe his highlights, is that teams also think that and condense their defenses to try and prevent things up the gut. And then he takes things on the outside and has a ton of speed. I don't have a 40 time on him. I couldn't find anything that appeared accurate uh, or anything since high school on his 40 time. But I will say that was interesting that his 
most yardage comes around the left end and off of the right tackle. Um, for a guy that looks like and runs like a great between the guard type runner, that was interesting. But in turning on the game film, it becomes very, very clear that teams will stack at the box, get a couple defense tackles and a linebacker there in the middle, and collapse everything, cause a big giant pile up in the middle of the football field, and brrr, he goes off the outside. Now, um, I say that to say that this is a true running back. I think he has... Uh, Pro Football Focus had him with 29 targets, only one passing, uh, one receiving touchdown. Going to be a very, very good, true running back in every sense of the word. But he has some monster, monster games this season. Had 282 yards against West Virginia with four touchdowns. Uh, he broke 270 against Cincinnati. Um, even in like the Iowa State loss, he had 120. He is a big-time back. If anything, the damning thing would be like, Against South Alabama, he had 12 yards on just three carries, right? Against Central Florida, he had 25 yards on 12 carries. It becomes very apparent that when you take him out of the game plan, the triumvirate of quarterbacks they're playing in the article saying, yes, I said triumvirate, because they are playing three different quarterbacks, sometimes within the same game over in Stillwater. Um, it, if you can shut down what Ollie Gordon is doing, you've got a chance. And that's, frankly how South Alabama and Iowa State and Central Florida had their chance. And frankly, and so Oklahoma and Cincinnati and Kansas and Kansas State and frankly Arizona State did not have their chance, right? Um, against like Oklahoma's stout defense. I say stout defense. Uh, what you would presume to be a stout defense because they're a legacy program. Uh, he had 138 yards and two touchdowns. He averaged over four yards to carry in that game. Um against West Virginia, who we saw, frankly, take Houston out of their rush, running game and get into more of a passing game. He had almost 10 yards a carry, right? So as a whole, it's going to be important, obviously, to find a running back. Now, I know that's not rocket science. Find the running back, Parker. Yeah, I get it. I will say, though, that it's very, very, like, his stat lines dictate their wins in a way that's very, very painfully obvious. Um and they're not some juggernaut, you know, mid-90s Nebraska running attack that can't be beaten. Uh, and, and so I think it's worth pointing out that there is a way to shut down this run. And we've seen Houston do that. So as you can tell, I talk myself into winning the game by every Friday. One of the things with that will be like Houston has seen like West Virginia's strong running game and shut that down and made them do other things. Right. Um, can they replicate that in Oklahoma State or against Oklahoma State in Houston? We shall see now my third segment i talked some about beating the odds and an interesting thing i was looking at and looking at odds for the university of houston but first we probably need to talk about those odds right now if we're going to talk about those odds we need to talk about our buddies at fanduel that's because fanduel is america's number one sportsbook and right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with every five dollar money line bet that means you go bet the money line you win, you get the five, you get the back, and $150 in bonus bets. Now, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in the action. They've got things like spreads and player bars and over and all kinds of things you can put together in a parlay. I like this weekend. They got Houston's a six and a half point dog. The uh, money line that you're looking at is Houston at plus 230. Again, $5 on that. Houston wins. You get $150 in back in bonus bets as a new customer. The over-under set at 59.5. I got the over-under wrong a lot this season, including the Baylor game, including the Cincinnati game. Um, one thing I think I've been consistent on, actually, is predicting how many points the other team's going to score. How many points does Houston score? That's been a problem. But I think I'm taking Houston 
uh, certainly to beat Signal Points, it's senior day, last home game. Um, frankly, there should be some pressure to how poorly last year's senior day and last home game went. Um, yeah, I say that. Maybe I'm wrong. But I say to take all those things and take Houston and the over because that's more fun to watch. And I think saying that you need to do it at FanDuel. Here's FanDuel.com slash locked on kickoff season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so Houston, as we mentioned in the uh, spot for FanDuel, is a six-and-a-half-point dog. That means that uh, they're anticipating that for Houston will need a full seven points more than they scored to win the football game, right? So if Houston keeps it closer than that, that's the winning bet, right? I said to say that not everyone, especially with Texas, not being an official gambling state, although you can get, you know, I guess you can go to several border states around us or go out in the water on one of Tillman's boats um, and those kinds of things and get some gambling going legally, right? If you're out there on the on the big charters and cruises and those kinds of things. Um, but interestingly, Houston as a six-and-a-half-point dog means that um, you would think that, like, expectation is they lose a one-score game, right? And it's an interesting way to look at it, but these betting lines kind of serve as expectations for the Houston Cougars over the course of the season. And I was like, okay, I know I've been disappointed. I thought Houston had a six-win season kind of locked up. Uh, I point out if they just beat Rice like they should have, they'd be at five right now. I digress. Um. Anyway, and I was like, well, okay, maybe that's my expectations. Relatively, like, like a more national expectation, like these betting lines. How has Houston looked? And thus far, it was interesting to point out that Houston is five and five against the spread, meaning that they're exactly five hundred. Not much different than they are in real life. Um, I think it's more interesting though to see that those five losses against the spread, the times that Houston did not keep up with what the national expectation appeared to be based on these betting lines, which do move based on how people bet. So I'm using that somewhat, you know, simple, simplistically, but you got me right. Um, the games they lost to the spread are the most disappointing games this season, like rice, right? They were favored in the rice game and lost. So they didn't, you know, keep up the spread there. Uh, obviously disappointing losing to rice is disappointing for a number of reasons, particularly in a year. We don't know the next time we play them is um, losing a rival game is never fun. Losing a rival game to cross town rivals, never fun. Losing rival game to Rice, which is not exactly a football powerhouse. Never fun. But disappointing game, to say the least, and they didn't beat the spread there. Um, TCU, right? Uh, they lost the spread. They lost the spread by six and a half points, meaning they needed six and a half more points to beat the spread or to get to the spread, I should say. Um, and that was the TCU game, was the game that didn't have an offensive touchdown. One offensive touchdown, an extra point is seven points. That's at six and a half points. We're short of the spread there, right? Uh, second half, they fell apart against Texas, Texas Tech, uh, opened up strong the first half, couldn't get anything going off in the second half, and they lost to the spread by eight and a half points in that blowout loss, right? So again, the offense just somewhat stayed consistent in the second half and even if it didn't necessarily pull off a win, but like kept us going and kept us in it, they would have scored at least a touchdown and a field goal, right? And that would have been that eight and a half points that would have kept them to the spread. So again, you see where I'm going here. So, uh, text, the, the text game, the beat spread, right? You know, now do we feel like we got short change in that game for the refs? Absolutely. We can talk about agnosium in the off season, but Houston beats the spread. It feels like, you know what? We lost. We played pretty darn well against the cross state rival. Um, Kansas state, however, right? They get 41, nothing 
the wrong way and lost their spread by 17 and a half points. Now, if Houston just scored a few touchdowns, I'm not saying losing to Kansas State, a very good football team and program, the defending Big 12 champs. That wouldn't have been the end of the world, but getting beat 41 nothing was embarrassing, right? And so that's 17 and a half points. If Houston had scored 17 points, 18 points, uh, seven, let's say it's 20, right? Because you get two field goals, you beat the spread there at that point, right? So I was like, wait a second. Houston, you know, 20 point, 41, 20 is like, okay, they're a normal Big 12 team. Kansas State does that to Big 12 teams all the time. It wouldn't have been as disappointing. I say to say that in looking at, okay, how did Houston do against national expectations and using FanDuel's odds along the way to kind of tell me in a more neutral perspective what the country thinking about this matchup? It's interesting that the times that Houston has not kept up with the spread or the times that we've all been the most disappointed. I think it's also telling us it's been half the season thus far. And so for those that feel disappointed how this team's going, I think it's fair. I think it's valid. I think it's very much what you would expect in looking at how the season has, unfortunately, gone. Now, there are two more games left. I don't mean to say that this season is over by any stretch. And frankly, if you win those two games, you get a third, right? Um, there is no reason Oklahoma State is at loss this weekend. There's just not. That team loses that game all the time. Oklahoma State has lost worst games this season. Uh, Big 12 is a weird conference where teams lose to teams they shouldn't. Frankly, if you, you know, Houston's a dog, so I'm going to say they shouldn't. Um, and frankly, we also know that Houston has underperformed at times this year that make them said dog, right? And so I'm not writing off the end of the season, but I am saying as the season is concluding in the next two or three games, you're seeing more and more validation maybe in this idea that's been a disappointing year. Um, I know the season's win total over under was set at four and a half by FanDuel early, early on in the summer. Um, I frankly kind of thought that that was an easy over. And frankly, had they just beaten Rice, they'd already be over. I digress. I digress. I'm never, I'm never, I, I say I digress. I'm never going to let that go. Um, but FanDuel's a place to get it done. FanDuel uh, Sportsbook, number one Sportsbook America. And it helps me if I'm coping, if I'm dealing, if I'm figuring out my feelings about disappointment this season. It shows me kind of that I should be. What does that mean? Does that bring more questions? Do those questions make you feel better or worse? Tell me in the comments down below. Now we have a lot of stuff this week, as mentioned at the top. Again, uh, women's basketball is in a roll. Maybe we get to them at some point. But Houston men's basketball has three games in three days coming up very, very quickly. Last home game for the football program. All kinds of stuff. The volleyball team is good, too. All, all kinds of stuff to talk about with Houston Cougars. So make sure you subscribe to get all of it this week. We're going to do an uh, Oklahoma State kind of behind-the-curtains look with an Oklahoma State person as well. I'll do some keys to the game later this week. we got to talk about Towson and then potentially Wake Forest or Utah and then who knows the whole matrix of the teams you can play on front on Saturday at the end of this Charleston Classic tournament so make sure you subscribe hit the bell so you know for live or Cougars after dark Saturday night to wrap all those kinds of things up and we're talking about all of the different things happening with Cougs this weekend if you're looking for another list to keep with all things today 
I'm going to recommend Locked On Sports today to cover the latest topics. I've got Kentucky and Kansas duking out in the second half. It's currently a two-point Kentucky lead on the screen next to me. Um, the Rockets are hot. All kinds of things going on across the age. Make sure you hit subscribe to Locked On Sports today to keep up with all of it. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked On Cougs. Make it your first listen today. Locked On Cougs is the primary Locked On podcast. Network. That means your team, our Cougs, every day. Go Cougs.